Hey, 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 it's me, Katie here. Grab a notebook, add a cuppa, and join me in the sociology staff room. Hello, and good afternoon, good morning. I don't know what time you're listening to this podcast. I'm Katie Tyler, and this is the sociology staff room. And today we've got a familiar face, someone we've had on as a guest before, which is John Hamer. But if you don't know, John, do you mind telling us a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm a teacher uh, of about 16 years now. Um, I'm in charge of religious studies, sociology and PSHE at my school, which means I'm constantly uh, spinning lots of plates and very, very tired all the time, but enjoying it all. Oh, brilliant. Oh, thank you, first of all, for coming on again and speaking to us. And um, you obviously are doing very well at spinning those plates because obviously we won't have you back on again. So, you know, thank you. So we're here to talk about... Chat GTP, if I've said it correctly, um, uh, and I know by your yeah, I know by your own admission, you said like you're not an, an expert in it, but I don't think anyone really is, other than the people probably are creating it or whatever. And you're having a having yeah. a, a use of it. I'm I am as well, so it's just great to have a bit of a discussion about it, really. Yeah, so for those people that don't know, I think most people have heard of it. Maybe I'm thinking. I know that when we first started talking about it, not many people had, which is probably around sort of January, February time. I think there was still some people that hadn't. But just for those people that don't know, do you want to just say a little bit about it? Um, yeah, so I mean, I, I had to make sure, because I said, as you, as you rightly said, I am in no way an expert whatsoever. <laughs> um, my brother is into like computer programming, so he would be the person to be able to give you the ins and outs. Um, for me, I had to even look what GPT stood for just to make sure so I could actually give a proper answer. Um, so I have got it here that ChatGPT uh, actually stands for Generative Pre-Trained Transformer. Ooh. Mm, that's uh, exciting. Yeah, it did. Um, it, it's probably the next name that Elon Musk is going to give to his next child. Um, but what <laughs> it kind of stands for is it's basically a like a computer program. It's an AI tool that is uh, has lots and lots of human text. It's studied lots of books. It's had lots and lots of um, kind of websites that it's, it has access to. It understands human text, human speech, so that you can actually ask it to create documents you can ask it to create uh to rewrite things in certain styles mm. okay and it's being used for a kind of a wide range of tasks and it's not the only ai tool that's out there now you know there's other programs like bing's just created its own one um there's ones that can create images so it's not just kind of words but it's also creating images and stuff like that as well which is being used um I kind of only got into it because uh, my son went, hey, dad, I've heard there's something that can write essays for you at school. And I'm like, don't be silly, son. They'd never invent that. Um, and then he, he, he let me in on it and I, I, I looked it up and stuff and found it really easy to use and have been using it quite a bit uh, behind the scenes and with my lesson planning and stuff. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. I, I'm just, I mean, for me, what, I mean, my husband was using it before I was. Um, and then he talked about this is this is this is the set of our conversations now. I mean, this is what this is what ten years of marriage brings you. <laughs> These are our Friday night conversations. Um, yeah. I said to him, "What what are you what are you on?" And he's like, "I'm on ChatGTP, and you're play, playing around with that." And that was our, actually it was over Christmas we were talking about it, as as exciting things get. But actually, I was like, literally, it blew my mind when I first came to it because I was like. I've used a bot before, as in we all have, you know, when we go and try to make a complaint on a certain company, I'm not going to say who because I'll probably get, mm -hmm. get sued or something. And they're like, mm, sorry, 
we'll put you yeah. to a human person. And that's my experience of a bot, where like if you don't say the answer that it expects, it just then refers you anyhow to a human person. Mm. Or when yeah. you make a telephone call, when it's like, press one, whatever. And then you came across that, and I was like, oh, like literally. And I think I must, first night, I think I stayed up till rock and roll, two o'clock in the morning playing around with it. Yeah. Um, and then I was back on it the next day. Um, and I've done, and I'm sure as you have, I've put in writing the style of, you know, like, yeah. Mars Simpson, um, or <laughs> so I've really like you know I've, I've had some fun, but you know what? Obviously, we're here to talk about is how do we use it in our lessons. So, first of all, my sort of first statement to you: friend or foe? Where do you go with that? Um, been a lot me, about it recently. I think a lot of people are worried about it. A lot of people are worried about what people can do with it or where it's going to lead to. I'm not old enough to remember when calculators first came in, but I do remember that there, and I have looked back and that there was this big kind of uproar going, oh my word, now we've got calculators, people won't think anymore. Uh, and obviously then like slowly, ed, you know, education and the world then started using calculators more and, 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 and using, utilizing them. And I think that's what it is. For me, friend or foe, for me, it's a friend. Um, however, I can understand some people are worried about its, uh, its impact. Um, but for me, it's not going to go away. In fact, it's going to be used more and more and more. So I think it is important for us to be able to take advantage of that and take control of it and think, well, all right, rather than being scared of new technology, let's utilize it as much as possible and use it, you know, and, and if we're going to use it in lessons or use it with students, teach them how to use it, teach mm -hmm. them what its limitations are, teach them what the issues are with it and guide them through it rather than just going, ah, you know, uh, new technology, burn it with fire. Uh, <laughs> I think it's something that we need to take hold of. Obviously the newspapers, you keep seeing stories like, mm. you know, AI is gonna is gonna take over the world. We're all really scared of the, the Terminator uh, kind of scenario. And, you know, that may happen. We don't know, all, all to look forward to. Um, but I think it is, yeah, rather than being concerned, it'd be something that we should actually be utilizing uh, more and more with our students because they're gonna be using it. Mm, that's the definitely. thing they're going to be using it so well, I want to be in the game it definitely and weirdly I knew about it before the students which really did shock me because I was like they were going to oh do you know it's been on snappy chat for ages like whatever <laughs> they talk about the tiki tock um, yeah. and then I was like oh right you haven't but then I was thinking well actually and I, then I thought about it well they probably wouldn't need a tool for it so much initially because they're not running businesses necessarily at this stage where they might need mm. to create like letters or whatever pro formers um, and obviously, as you said, the, the sort of media at the moment has got a sort of semi-narrative around it being problematic in a variety of ways. One would obviously be confidentiality of information. And I suppose that's the key thing is if we are going to use it, we're not putting anything sensitive in there because I think it, that's one of the arguments that it can remember names and data and stuff like that. So obviously, you know, that that's sort of like the did the GDRP thing. But I'm interested, so obviously it's a friend for you at the moment. So how have you been using it? How have you been getting your students to use it? So me personally, I've been using it in my planning to make resources uh, quite a bit. Um, so I, I, recently I've been using case studies. So I asked it when we were doing our revision for the exams from the social stratification unit. And I said, right, create, a, um, to, you write the instructions for it. And you say, create a case study. Um, which teaches students about absolute and relative poverty and understand uh, how poverty affects life chances in the UK in contemporary Britain. And then I said, it must include at least five uh, questions. And then it goes, dig -a -dig -a -dig -a -dig -a -dig. there you go. And uh, now 
I don't then just automatically go, there you go, that's my work done, because that, no, it has its limitations. And some of it I might look at and go, oh, no, that my students wouldn't understand that. Um, actually, that bit's slightly inaccurate because it's not 100% perfect. This is the thing. You know, we've got to accept that. It, and it, it says that. It says it's, you know, in its own kind of limitations, it says, I sometimes get things wrong. It also says, I sometimes say things which may endanger people. That's a worry. <laughs> um, again, it says it knows these things. So, yeah, I, um, so yeah, to create these case studies. And I found that's really useful with my students because it's like, you know, here's Jeff. Jeff lives in this area. Um, and it, it teaches them the definitions. It explains it. And that's been really, really handy. Also was handy for me is I had a colleague in the department who was off sick um, and they were unwell. They weren't able to create their own you know, cover lessons. So I said, OK, don't worry, I'll, I'll, I'll do that. Obviously, on top of other things that I have to do. So I was able to create worksheets and said, right, you know, uh, this is for like religious studies as well. And I said, right, create worksheets looking at this. Te it's got to teach the students this. It's got to ask them, you know, so it's got to have like a multiple choice quiz or it's got to have um, a debate based on this guide them through it and that was really handy as well that really really helped me rather than me spending you know half an hour an hour or also just giving the kids here's a textbook it was like well actually this is relevant to what you're doing and here's a new uh, a new resource for you so that's been handy there i also use it for differentiation so um obviously with sociology there's a heck of a lot of key terms a lot of key ideas so you can put you know explain um capitalism as if i'm a 15 year old Bam, there's capitalism as if I'm a 15-year-old. Now explain capitalism as if I'm a 10-year-old. Bam, and it comes up with a lot simpler kind of idea, okay? And that, again, is really, really useful because it helps with those differentiated resources without me having to spend lots and lots of time creating it. So it's been really handy to produce more stuff for the students with the time that I've got. Um, another thing that I like doing is, you know, in that kind of continuing building relationship with students, you find things that they relate to. So there's a kid in my class who's not so engaged, massive fan of Star Wars. Brilliant. Okay. So I said, ex like explain functionalism in the style of Star Wars, just and brr, up oh, it came. Thanks. It's really, really cool to be able to say to him, you know, this is it in the style of Star Wars. Can you just check this is okay for me? You know, your knowledge about it is a lot more than than mine. You know, you have the force, I don't. Um, so he was able to look at that. And again, it, I think that's a, a fantastic tool. And that's what it is at the end of the day. It's a tool for us to use. Oh, definitely. I think you've come up with, you've used it way more than I have. I I, <laughs> um, I feel like you use a greater range of things. I think I've, I mean, I think, and I'll go into it of how you use it effectively like I think you alluded to it earlier, it's about the instructions and how precise mm. you've got to be. But yeah, I think I've used it for um, like a, I made a revision booklet, um, mm. and I and I thought, do you know what? I'm just gonna get it right. And I, I got a bit greedy. I was like, gonna be greedy with it. I was like, can you give me thirty short <laughs> close it's questions? Like, Leave me alone. <laughs> it's like no, I don't want to take any more. It's yeah. overloading. And uh, thirty short questions on qualitative and quantitative research or 15 and 50 and it literally went like this I was like wow and I was like can you do like there you go like obviously you don't say you write write I mean you've got to five 15 close questions on qualitative yeah. research from a sociological yeah. perspective but it just did it and so I got them to that and then I was like one thing I'm really really using it for because it has got limitations I'm using it for not waggles but like how to make it better so I'm going yeah. 
writing a, a sociology essay title in there, like evaluate the sociological explanations of dot, dot, dot. And then it produces it. And like you said, I've got to read it first because, you know, there's some some bits they put in. It's not inaccurate, but maybe not, it's maybe a different... Not in, not in the style that you want or including... Yeah, like you might yeah, have yeah. Like more American sociologists, for argument's sake, that I personally have never heard of, or do you mean, or there might be, like you said, just the, the phrase of how it's written, and just a couple of things, just a tweet. It was not like me rewriting a whole essay myself. And then actually I'm okay with it not looking appropriate because that's the task for the students is like well and actually by then saying actually there's limitations with with AR at this moment in time then you're, it stops the students thinking they can use it as a as a homework tool because they're like well actually there's loads of gaps because you go oh this is what you made on on there now we have to improve in it and they're like oh yeah it's good but it only sort of gives you a cd grade essay which i know some students will take all day every day but it's it 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 allows them to sort of improve upon it. And I found that really useful. Mm. Um, what else have you used it for? Made that. Oh, yeah, and items, making items for me. You know, like, you know, you know, like in an exam oh. question, you get an item. Um, yeah, yeah. I get to make an item for me sometimes. Um, yeah. And that's quite, quite good. Because, again, it's just, I think it's just someone doing that little bit of thinking for you. So it gives you that sort of start and then you can improve on it. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I must admit, I'm a bit of a friend of it um, as well. But... So we talk about sort of the things. So I've said that you've got to, we've both talked about, you've got to be very particular with what you write. Can you explain that a little bit more about that in a little bit more detail? Yeah. So again, it's something you learn. Like you said, as soon as I found it, I was there caught in this kind of spiral for ages and ages. Also, when I found it, it was a case of kind of looking around going, has anyone else seen this? <laughs> I was just like, yeah. I was thinking, if I tell too many people, is it like, you know when you used to be like in a nightclub and you're like, you know, it's that day, you're not coming in. Like I thought there was like a volume of, of like people that could get on. Mm. And then once it was like logged on and crowded, that was it. Like there was no more. I don't know. So I was like, oh, I'll just tell people that I think yeah. might find it interesting. Yeah, it's like not wanting to tell people about this amazing band in case they, in case they become too mainstream. <laughs> uh, the appeal goes. Um, but yeah, so for me, like you said, using it, uh, setting particular instructions, you know, you can't, you, you can just say to it, tell me about um, a new right. You could just say it, it's very open, but I want it to set certain criteria. So you, so I, I always say, you know, for a GCSE student, because um, otherwise it could give stuff that's more kind of A-level um, or beyond. Uh, so I say, you know, GCSE student, um, I always say, you know, you've got to include this many questions or these types of questions. Um, or you can give it a piece of text. So you, you can cut and paste text into it and say, create a multiple choice quiz based on this text. Uh, and again, it's, it. it's not always perfect. I'll tell you what I found the other day. Again, I'm just very excited when I say these things. <laughs> if you find a YouTube video and it has the mm. trans. So the transcript of what the, like the commentator is saying, put that into uh, ChatGPT and say, you know, create a quiz on this or create a, you know, a multiple choice oh. quiz on this. So they watch the video and then they do that. So oh. I did that with a, um, a lesson on Stephen Lawrence the other day. So we watched oh, wow. a, like a 12 minute documentary, but there were key points that I took from the transcript, put it in there and asked it just to create a quiz. And oh, it, it's, stuff that, it's stuff that I, you know, I, I could do, but it will take me a long time. And mm. when, when as you know, as educators, we we have a lot of things we're trying to do. Those anything we can do to save time, but still provide quality education for our students, I don't feel guilty about. 
No. You know, because I feel they're getting a good deal because I feel that they're actually because I, I I'm still creating them. I feel that uh, I'm I'm still you know there was one when I first did it. I did one on the five pillars of Islam, and I looked at it and went, that's not right. You know, I I had to I had to still use my own professional judgment or to change things or to add things. What I also like about it is it's almost like a conversation sometimes. So if it does something, you're like, that's not quite right. You can generating. Say, yeah, yeah. And every time you generate them and it saves it, you know, it saves yeah. the kind of conversation as it were that you've had. So I can go back into it and have a look later on if it's something that I've created, it's on there uh, and I can go back to it. Uh, I think the other thing we haven't mentioned at this point that some people might not be aware of is that this I use the free version. So there is a free version and there is a paid for version. The paid for version costs more. It's oh, costs more than free, obviously, uh, but it, it, <laughs> it, it's not that much. I don't think, it, you know, it's something I, I could put into my budget, but it's um, the, the advantages of having the paid version is it's quicker. And you don't, you said earlier on about if too many people go on, would that be a problem? Sometimes that is the weakness of ChatGPT, is that, which I've seen before, not so much recently. No, if if a lot of people are on it and a lot of people are using it, it can kick you off. Yeah, I, I must admit, the free version, I've never, I mean, like that Christmas period I did when I was like, like lots of other people up to one o'clock in the morning doing it. But other than that, um, there hasn't been that same degree of, you know, I don't know, that people chucking you off. And so the, the things I think you've highlighted from that is you've got to be really focused on your instructions, you know, whether that's what age group you're, you're targeting it, the piece of work for, the instructions you're giving it in key concepts or theoretical mm -hmm. perspectives. Uh, you have to engage it once you've, you've used it. So obviously you have to look at it and just, you know, fact check it or, you know, is, is it the right style? And I think, like you said, it's not a case of it's removing the role of the teacher. Um, it's allowing us to, I think, I mean, maybe we haven't really got a balanced debate. I'd, you know, it would almost be nice if someone said, like, it's not good. But what I was thinking yeah. is, you know, the good thing is you can stretch and challenge the students in something else. So, like, for example, you're not dealing with that sort of low-end uh, thinking skills, you know, those sort of, like, low-order thinking skills. You can sort of stretch and challenge the students in a different way. Um, mm. I suppose the key is, is not to is to use it like a tool. I suppose it's the same as a calculator, going back to your analogy earlier, that if you type something into calculator, I know when I'm adding up my percentages for when I'm giving an exam out, that doesn't look right. <laughs> I hope I do. The exam was out of 24, but just give me an answer yeah. out of 36. You know, you do stop yourself and you go, that, that doesn't look right. I'm going to add it up again. You wouldn't just write down the number. And I suppose it's, it's the same with, with chat GDP. Um, I know we're, we're both super fans by the sounds of it, um, but are there are there any? What if imagine we were with our sociological imaginations on? We were quite critical of it. What might be? What might someone who is anti it say? I can um, well, I, even though I am a bit of a fan of it, um, in with regard to my department, uh, it's just me. Um, my I've got some colleagues, one of whom um, does not like technology at all, uh, is very kind of old school, which is absolutely fine. Um, but they, you know, they, they don't want to get kind of involved with it because they don't even get like social media and stuff like that. So nope. Um, my other colleague is almost anti it to a certain point. They find it impressive. They find it very clever, but they don't like the idea of giving stuff over to um you kind of 
yeah, given kind of their roles, that if you get what I mean, you know, they they almost feel maybe guilty about it, uh, about giving too much um, of things that they feel they should be doing over to an AI uh, you know, generating tool. Um, so I do, I, I do understand that. I think the other concern that some people have is, uh, you know, like we said about plagiarism, uh, or can students use it to pretend to do essays when it's actually theirs? And unfortunately, that is true. And so when I have told students about it, I told them about it as a revision tool. Um, because I do, uh, for GCSE sociology, there's a lot of AQA stuff, but I think I said before, I'm ed- we're educas. There's less stuff out there. Um, and a lot of stuff with sociology, if the kids are just left their own devices to Google stuff, um, and for legal reasons, other search engines are available, um, when they, are, they do that themselves, they often end up with A-level university stuff, and then they get even more confused. So when I've told my students about uh, ChatGPT and I said, you know, use it as a tool because um, you can put something in. I said, if, you're, if you don't understand something, type it in from a textbook and simplify it. Ask him to simplify it. And I said, and, and said that that's how I said, use it as a tool. And I also said, at the end of the day, in the exam hall, it's you. You know, so you could, and you know, you could spend all this time learning stuff on ChatGPT, and that, and I hope you do. And even if you do plagiarize an essay, I didn't say this bit to them. Even if you do plagiarize an essay, you're reading it. You are still learning. Okay, mm-hmm. you're still looking at it and going, is it? You know, does this make sense and things like that. So you are still learning in some way. And I think the ones that would cheat would be the ones that possibly wouldn't do fantastically anyway. But mm-hmm. at the moment in the exam, it's you. You know, you can't suddenly just pull out your phone and check on ChatGPT. Um, you certainly can't ask your mate next to you. Uh, they frown on that. Um, so I said, you need to use it as a tool. And that's what I'm saying about telling students how to use it. I'm yet to use it in a lesson, um, as in to get students actually like, using it on computers or something. Like that. I haven't done that. I think I will in the future. Um, obviously, there's a thing where you have to create an account for it. Um, so my account's just my Google account. You know, it's, it's not asking for like credit card details or anything like that. Although, as I said earlier on with my colleagues, that's one of the things that put him off creating his own account. Cause he was like, he wants my name. Um, so he didn't want to give it to him. I was like, you've given your name to like a hundred people today. Um, so yeah, it's, that would be my thing is making sure that they, if you're going to use it with students, um, yeah, to make sure that is, that they use it wisely. Yeah, and I think the thing is, they're going to find it anyhow. So it's like, mm. you know, you can't not, like, I don't know, use it in a sort of a safe setting and such, because they're going to use it anyhow. And I suppose this is sort of maybe a, a more pedagogic question for just education full stop. And this is this is one of my students said this to me. Uh, and I thought, well, actually, that's really a, a valid and interesting point. The question was, I might say it incorrectly, but basically, why are we assessing things that a bot could respond for us? Is that really the best tool of assessment if the bot can do it? And I was like, wow, drop the mic moment. I mean, yeah, you know, shouldn't we be thinking about things that are assessing thinking rather than something that could be, you know, replicated for a, for a bot? And I was like, this well, is true. Um, my answer to that, though, would be that you need people to tell you whether what the bot is saying is true or not. Mm. You know, you need someone to be able to check it. I said we're 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 putting stuff in and finding inaccuracies uh, because it's you know it, it it's only as clever as the information it's got access to. Um, so you, you, if you 
yeah, you need people to be able to tell you whether it's actually true or not, whether it's actually accurate or not. But yeah, in the future, I think it is gonna. There is a, a lot of stuff, but it's a that's like you say, it's a much bigger question. Yeah. Are we yeah. testing skills of children that they will never ever use again? Mm. That's a and that's the thing, question. and that is the question, isn't it? And I think that's where maybe that's thinking more out the box. But yeah, I mean, for for right now, I think it's something as long as we engage in it and we are using it as professionals um i think there's you know and i think it's taking baby steps i think you know to play around i mean for me my tip would be just to play around with it to begin with you know just see like like you said the more information you give it and then you stop it the better it becomes and it sort of memorizes bits of the comp so you can add to it as well mm. and obviously using yeah. it safely with not adding anything that's you know data protection or anything like that but you know genuine yeah, yeah, yeah. theories and stuff then then obviously definitely are there any sort of final top tips from to anyone that might be thinking about using gtp um for me as a head of department and if you have to write policies it's great you know so if you want to need to you know for pshe and stuff like that you need to create these policies it's brilliant you say you know write me a policy including this this and this and again use it as a tool it's such a time saver that's the real thing for me how much of a time saver it is and i'm learning as well you know, I'm learning from the responses it's giving and going, oh, actually, that's a really cool way of looking at it. I like that. I've not thought about that before. Um, so it, it's helping me develop as a practitioner. It's helping me develop as a, you know, as a subject leader. Um, I would say to people just to try it. Um, I said there are so many new ones coming out uh, that it, it is something that is not going to go away. Um, so to be honest, it's probably good to get on, get on the bandwagon early and see what mm -hmm. you can do um to do with it so you can yeah use it more and more and more i mean just saying that actually i uh, uh before i started this i did actually put some of the questions we were going to look at into uh into chat gpt oh, right. yeah oh, interesting just going back to that last one uh sorry mm -hmm. the first one the very beginning what is chat gpt mm -hmm. um I, I asked it to explain it as if i was a 10 year old as well so if there are still some people who have managed to make it to the end of this and are still kind of i'm still not sure what it actually is um it's got here, um, I'm a computer program that is really good at talking, uh, like a human. I have learned a lot of things by reading a lot of books, stories, and websites. And now I can answer your questions and have a conversation with you. It's like having a smart friend that you can talk to and ask anything you want. And I thought that was, <laughs> that, that was, that was beautiful. Um, That's beautiful. <laughs> I, think we, I think that is quite a nice place to end it on, definitely. I think it's good. I think it's, yeah. you know, what else it is. And I think... Use it wisely, and I suppose at the end of the day, hopefully our listeners would have got some tips from how you've used it uh, within your lessons. So thank you for your time no and worries, enjoy using As always, lovely speaking to you. I'm sure we'll get you on again. Um, very approachable, and you've got some great ideas as well. So thank you, John, and have a lovely – oh, extended weekends as well. So have a lovely extended awesome. weekend. <laughs> All right, thank you take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. The Sociology Stuff Room is brought to you by tutor to you Sociology. Find us at tutor2u.net forward slash sociology or follow us on Twitter at tutor2usoc or Instagram at tutor2usoc. You can also join our very lively Facebook groups for sociology teachers. See you soon.